When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hello and welcome to the tour report from Secret Golf. Week two in Hawaii. We're onto the Sony Open in Hawaii taking place in Honolulu. So moving from Kapalua last week and the Century Tournament of Champions. I'm Diane knox Bayless and Steve Elkington is here. You are a very gracious, kind man because you just said last week you picked the outright winner in John Ram. You said it's not a win for you, it's a win for the team. I don't think I've been taking that viewpoint whenever I've picked the winner. <laughs> well, it was certainly an a, a interesting ending. I watched the last uh, last nine holes and uh, it looked like, of course, Colin Morikawa was going to run away with a seven-shot lead with, I think, about 10 holes to go. John Rahm sort of, I had him picked all week. I mean, we heard it on the telecast about how if you were a little bit longer off the tee, you would catch these sort of... 30 and 40 yard rollouts indeed that played into it on Sunday Diane when they got to hole number 15 Ram drove it to the bottom of the hill hit a, about a six iron up there and made eagle and that kind of flipped the tournament in the meantime Colin Morikawa bladed it out of a bunker at, four, at, at 14 and the whole dynamic changed Morikawa's tournament completely came undone and John Rahm, of course, you could have a dice, Diane, with four sides on it and roll that dice for the number one player in the world with Rory, John Rahm, Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler. Those four, uh, they're, the, they're the four. Rahm sort of said yesterday that he feels like maybe he's playing the best right now, although he's number five ranked player in the world. So it was a good win for our secret golf last week. Not a great surprise, as I said last week, that I thought it was the easiest uh, course to handicap. Yeah. Some of your some of your picks, I might add. I told you they weren't going to do well when coming out of the northeast, and that and that's indeed what happened. But so Hawaii's a very tricky place. We did say um, you had talked about the fact that it's a very hard place for guys to go and win at and contend at when it's their first time playing. Um, and credit to JJ Spawn who really held in there all week, which was really impressive to see. Um, great tournament, as you say the John Ram win, the Colin Morikawa collapse. Now, because I'm up in the middle of the night all the time feeding my baby, I have seen every round of the Century Tournament of Champions probably four times. And last night I was watching the final round again and I just couldn't believe it. Even though I watched it unfold live on Sunday, they were on like hole seven and eight or something and Morikawa had a seven shot lead. And then it was just a collapse. There's no other way to put it. And 
you know, the announcers were saying, oh, well, Morikawa maybe had a little bit of scar tissue from the big lead that he held at the Hero World Challenge last year or in 2021. And then he fell apart and it looks like he's got over that. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, no, <laughs> you've jinxed him. But it's tough. I mean, the, the poor guy looked deflated by the end of that round on Sunday. Yeah, and of course... When, when you sit there and look at what happened to Morikawa and you think, okay, what, would, what should he have done different? You know, where did it go wrong for him? Everything was fine until he got to the 14th hole when he bladed it out of that greenside bunker. Should he have laid that ball up with a five iron or a four iron off the tee and played a wedge shot? Probably. That's one st uh, stroke saved. The par five, the next hole, he, he didn't hit a great drive and he went for the green and it rolled all the way back into that crazy into the grain ice cream shot up on top of the hill. Okay, could he have played that hole different? Yes. Could he have laid that up? Maybe. Should, probably wouldn't have. And then the next hole, he made the error of, of being short on the pitch. So there's three shots right there. Still would have won the tournament with three three wedge shots. So I guess when he breaks it down with his – when he gets done with all this, it really came down to could have been two poor decisions that he made on – 14 and 16, he could have laid both of those up and would have been immediately been two shots better. But then credit to Ram, who played a phenomenal round of 10 under 63 on Sunday and was unstoppable. So it wasn't just Morikawa's collapse. It, he, it's not like he handed it to John Ram. John Ram played his ass off and, and got that victory. So, and as you say, it's a real coin toss as to who is playing the best golf in the world right now. And I, I think John Ram proved that right, it is probably him. Probably him when we're talking PGA Tour. Cam Smith still has his finger in that pie. Three wins, three, four wins last, last year. The Tournament of Champions, the Players' Championship, the Open Championship and the Australian PGA. We just don't see him much anymore and he's gone to live. Okay, that's gone. Still no doubt that Cam Smith's one of the best players in the world. And we'll never we'll never get to see that uh, that comparison again. But mm -hmm. I certainly don't leave him out of the conversation. Well, talking of um, back nine collapses on the Sunday, we saw something pretty similar last year at the Sony Open in Hawaii. I mean, again, it wasn't really an epic collapse in itself, but it was someone else who just made a charge up that leaderboard. And it was Hideki Matsuyama last year clawed back a five-shot deficit on the back nine to take it to a playoff with Russell Henley. And Elk, let's just relive last year because in the playoff for Matsuyama to win the Sony Open, he hit one of the greatest shots we've maybe ever seen in PGA to her playoff history. Yeah, the last hole at the, at the Sony is a dog leg par four around these bunkers and the players really, if they if they have a hard time drawing it, it's a real uh, sort of difficult hole to get it around the corner. The bunkers are just in play. I think Masayama hit a tree, dropped back in the fairway, so he finished up like 260 yards from the pin. And as you say, he playing right into the sun, hit a three wood, couldn't see the ball, just waited for the crowd reaction and then... <laughs> put it in like this 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 close for an eagle and that was all she wrote 
I think actually probably the second best because the best playoff shot has to be when Jonathan Bird won the Shriners in Vegas with an ace in that three-man playoff. That that maybe beat it, but it was amazing. Matsuyama's back in action this week to defend. Um, actually, I was looking at, before we dive into the field, I was looking at the stats of this tournament and since 1999, 17 of the 24 winners of the Sony Open have played in Kapalua the week before. <laughs> So these guys who, you know, after the festive break, they obviously just started back to competitive action a week before the rest of the field, the first full field event, obviously, of the year um, this week. But yeah, interesting. And obviously Matsuyama played last week. Uh, I think we have 19 guys that are coming from Kapalua to Honolulu this week. Yeah, it's a huge advantage playing the first week. One advantages you you've got pockets full of money particularly last week with a new elevated event last money was two hundred thousand um last week i remember um paul hazing is saying on the telecast that when he won the tournament i won the tournament tournament championships twice both times it paid 140 grand so that's 60 grand less than last money last <laughs> week and he said that really ticks him off and it really ticks me off too but that's okay I'm glad these guys are out there making all the cash. That's great. Just born too early. That was all it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But, um, you know, when you come out to play on the West Coast, Diane, you have an idea of what you're going to do when you get there. And playing that first week in Hawaii, you either continue the swing thoughts, mechanics that you've been working on in the off season, or you abandon them and find something better. And that's what the guys have the advantage of that are coming from Kapalua last week. They already know exactly what they're going to do this week or the what little minute changes they got to do to, to score a little better. All the other guys, they're all just unpacking their clothes. They're getting all their new shirts out. They're getting all their new socks and shoes and they're going out with their new clubs to test and they've got their wives going to the spa and they've got red reservations down at the sushi joint on the corner. Everything's new and, and crisp. Honestly, I'm not jealous. I wish I was there with them. It's, it's one of the great starts to the season is coming coming to Hawaii for the first week. We're recording this on the Tuesday and the Mega Millions draw is tonight at 11pm. It's 1.1 billion and we've my family, we've all bought tickets and we've said that if we win, we're taking net jets and we're flying to the Sony Open. <laughs> is Russell playing this week? Yes, he is. He is. And this is actually one of his favorite courses. Well, let's talk about about the course, Wileye Country Club. Um, really, this is where the similarities end to Kapalua last week, is that the two tournaments are in, in Hawaii because the course is completely different. We're talking about a short, positional, tight course. It's a par 70, just over 7,000 yards. It's really going to reward accuracy tight dog legs and length is not going to be a huge advantage like we saw last week at Kapalua with all those runouts. No, it's it's a whole new week. Um, it's a small it's a small property. It's surrounded by a beautiful old Hawaiian estate. Uh, front nine's pretty narrow in places, out of bounds on a few of the holes. It's very windy, so you know, you've got to be able to hit the ball decent to get the ball in the fairway. That's why I don't really like long hitters. I like the short, straight hitters on this tournament. I mean, we saw the shortest players in the whole tour win this tournament, Jack Renner, back in the day. Or was he beaten by uh, on the last hole with a hole out from David Ishii? I think that's right. No, he came back the next year, Diane, and won the tournament. The shortest hitter on the whole PGA Tour, a guy named Jack Renner. Anyway, 
can get very windy at Wailai, Diane. But the main thing, you know, to just cut to the chase on this tournament, last week we talked about big and all the things big and long. This week, more control play, got to hit the driver in play, got to putt good, got to keep the ball. You know, it's still grainy. The Hawaiian grass is nasty in places. We talked about all that last week, but a bit of experience helps here too. I think, you know, we've seen history of this event where the same guys play good every week. Guys like... Zach Johnson always plays good here. I saw his name way down the list. Perfect style course for a guy like Zach Johnson. I don't have him picked this week, but that's the style. Well, uh, Jimmy Walker, pure example, won this tournament back-to-back, I think, in 2014 and 15. Um, Kevin Na has won here. Um, it's a shame that Cam Smith is not going to be back. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the weather. Um, he won here in 2020 at 11 under par. It was particularly windy that year. Um, and obviously Cam Smith had won the Century Tournament of Champions last year. So he likes Hawaii. Uh, maybe that Australian thing, that might come into some of your picks again a little bit later. But you're right. You know, when I was looking at uh, my picks, I was thinking um, like RBC Heritage, like Harbour Town, um, the Wyndham Championship, Sedgefield, like those kind of like Pebble Beach courses. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Kisner, always a name that springs to mind when you're thinking of a course. The like- Island, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, Russell Henley, who has won this tournament before and was in that playoff with Matsuyama last year. So I'm throwing out all these names. I'm not picking any of them this week, but just giving you some examples. Um, So we're looking at accurate hitters, excellent short games, um, great putters, especially on Bermuda greens. And, well, we will make our picks. Elk, you're uh, one for one already in 2023 after picking John Ram last year. We've had a few winners this year already. Um, I had Max Homa at the start of the year for the Fortinet. Um, who else did we pick? You had picked um, Brian Harmon to do well at Mayakoba, and he ended up finishing runner-up. Um, obviously, John Ram there. So we're we're off to a pretty good start. Yeah, and you know <clears throat> the wraparound season is going to end soon, and I don't think uh, anyone is going to miss the wraparound season, Diane. This is going to be, we're going to be talking about this event, I think, next year as the first event of the PJ Tour. Everybody said, you know, the wraparound season is going to be great. That This is the tour saying this because it gives our members more uh, opportunities to play. But everybody's confused, Diane. We don't know who's playing well. We don't know where anyone is on the money list. This is truly the start of the season in my mind and a lot of other people. So it'd be nice to get back to that sort of routine of uh, starting the whole tour in Hawaii. But my pick this week, Diane, uh, runs exactly in the same vein as what we talked about. Uh, However, I'm getting to pick first because I won last week. I have the absolute, I have the best player who's going to win this tournament in the most incredible form. And he fits exactly into my mold. Uh, first last week in greens and reg, first last week in proximity to the hole, first last week in putting on greens, hit and reg. Of course, I'm talking about Tom Hoagie, the straightest hitter on the PGA Tour, won last year at Pebble Beach on the smallest set of greens, on the coast, in the wind. He's playing excellent golf, finished third last week at Kapalua. Uh, went on the plane trip to TCU last night, and I, I was sort of hedging my bet thinking, well, what if TCU wins last night? Will Hoagie have a party all night and get back to Hawaii and won't be able to do it? Well, that's okay because he could have left at halftime last night, Diane. 
So I'm pushing all my chips into Tom Hoagie this week. He's hitting the ball excellent. He's a great swinger of the club. He knows his course. But the most important thing is he's putting unreal, which is always a slight question mark with Hoagie, and he, he led the tour last week. So his confidence this week on Bermuda grass and in the wind, he's a southern boy from Texas. Actually, I don't know if he's from Texas. He played at TCU, but nonetheless, he knows how to putt on these greens, and that's my pick. 28 to 1 for Tom Hoagie. I looked at him and I loved the story that he left Kapalua to fly to LA and then was going to fly straight back to play in Honolulu this week. So you and I are thinking kind of on a similar vein, but completely opposite because my outright favourite is a Georgia Bulldog. <laughs> so he is going to be ecstatic today after they stormed to victory in the championship um, on Monday night and my guy 25 to 1 I'm going with Brian Harmon <laughs> he's a secret golf contributor you know his game inside out but he has really quietly been creeping around top 10s and maybe playing the best golf of his career. I think this is his 11th year on the PGA Tour, but he ended 2022 with runner-up finishes at Mayakoba and then his home event, the RSM Classic. So, you know, amazing end to the year. So close to getting another win. He played really good um, last week, just final round 70 kind of pushed him down that leaderboard a little bit but he's fifth in driving accuracy eighth in birdie average and when I look back at this tournament it should fit his game really well he hasn't played great here over the last few years but he has had I think four top 20 finishes and in 2018 he finished in a tie for fourth so has performed well around here before as I said I think he's playing the best golf of his career right now and um, Brian Harmon is going to be on cloud nine after that Georgia victory so at 25 to one he is my outright favorite I don't know if he's going to win this week, Diane. He might, uh, but he's going to win this season. There's no doubt. We text over the offseason and, and we talked about how great he played last year and, and there's only one thing left on the table and he wants more wins and that's what he's going for. So he's got all the money he needs now. So now he's just shooting for wins and, yeah, he's a great pick. He fits perfectly into that model. Right. So Tom Hoagie for you at 28-1 to and I'm going with Brian Harmon as my favourite at 25 to 1. We have to mention Tom Kim as well, who is the favourite on the Oz board this week at 12 to 1. And you kind of think that this course really does suit his game to a T, especially after a strong performance in Kapalua last week. I think we heard on the telecast last week that, yeah, that Tom Kim has living in Dallas and he's friends with Jordan Spieth and they spent Christmas together and He's learning a lot of shots from Spieth. And Tom Kim, when you watch him, uh, his mannerisms around the golf course, Diane, you would, wouldn't, wouldn't think he was a rookie or, or been on tour for a year. He's, he's uh, very, very mature when he plays golf. And, uh, and fun. You know, he's, he's perfect for this week. I just didn't pick him. J.J. Spawn. Yeah, and fun. And J.J. Spawn's playing well. I didn't pick him this week. But I'm looking for that short-range player. I've got two more uh, that I'm going to be looking at for – you know, ones to watch and my dark horse is dying. Very similar. I'm staying in that vein, but on my on my one to watch this week, I'm looking for someone that putts really well. 
Yeah, you better get you better go first this one because when my pick's going to make you cry, I think my pick's going to make you cry. Okay, well, my pick is forty to one for my one to watch, and um, this is a pure coincidence. I didn't just think, oh, I'm going to pick all these Georgia boys, <laughs> but that's how it's turned out because I'm going with Keith Mitchell at 40 to 1 when you're looking at accurate ball strikers especially off the tee Keith Mitchell's the guy he's fourth on tour this season in driving accuracy and he's played this tournament five times before in four of them he's finished in the top 25 last year he shot 63 in the final round and finished in a tie for seventh and um, we talk about the windy conditions the the weather forecast looks relatively calm for this week but he won the Honda Club classic West Palm Beach windy course so kind of likes it and I was looking at his stats over the last few weeks and um, his accuracy and off the tee stats are just getting better and better so I love this pick this week this is the most excited I've been about a pick for a while Keith Mitchell at 40 to 1 it's a good pick I knew you would because I think you didn't you get married at this tournament last year and you were excited about that too or something like that or was he had a baby yeah Listen, can yeah. I just say, when I, was following, I was following the Century leaderboard last week, obviously, and you guys, everyone laughs at me for being like, oh, they got married, they had a baby. But um, JT Poston was in contention for a while, just got married. Uh, Sanjay M, just got married. Colin Morikawa, just got married. Who else was there? Oh, Max Homa, just had a baby. Mackenzie Hughes, just had a baby. Um, there was someone else, and I was like, it's all, see, it's all these guys. Wells Alatoris, all these good vibes when life is good. When I thought about who was going to, who was I was one to watch Diane, I looking at the stats, which literally mean nothing to me going to Hawaii. <laughs> I looked at who's the best putter left on the board. Is it, you know, out of the top 10 putters on the PGA Tour, there's only two or three of them playing in Hawaii. But my pick this week had a little bit of your sort of mojo with it because I'm picking the seventh best putter on the tour who's having a really good fall season. Grayson Sig spelt the same way as your little baby boy, Grayson Sig. <laughs> See, I knew I'd almost make you cry on the show. You wish you should. You overlooked that today, but it would have been too much if you picked Grayson Sig with your son being named Grayson. Um, I'm looking for someone that sort of puts well automatically, knows how to play on Bermuda grass. Grayson Sig's playing well. He's in the top 30 or 40 in the FedEx, uh, looking to continue on with his good form. So, you know, there's a ton of guys here. We don't know much about them as they're coming out of the winter months. We, you know, it's easy for us to pick these guys coming from Kapalua because we know we've just seen that recent form. Yeah. But I'm going with someone that can putt, Diane. I'm either going to pick Grayson Sig one week or um, just guys that are sponsored by Grayson, the clothing brand. That's probably why I picked Justin Thomas last week. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny because um, that's what my brother got me for Christmas the Grayson brand of clothing I'm sure you've seen a lot of it before but they have um they had a, he got me a hoodie a men's hoodie and it's got Grayson like written all over it I'm like it's perfect we're gonna be buying everything from this brand forever now <laughs> so Grayson Sig and what else are we seeing for him we are oh 110 to 1 as your one to watch that's good yeah go. because He's 110 to 1, and I'm not sure why. I don't know if that, uh, Vegas overlooked him, Diane, but he's, he's a very good putter. He's having a great season, so I don't know why. 
And uh, so I'm looking right at Grayson Seeker, the best value on the board this week. Yeah, some really good finishes this season. I think, what, like three top 15s? Okay, well, we move on to our dark horses who have to be over 100 to 1. Grayson could have been your dark horse, but I have a feeling now that you're going to throw out someone with ridiculously high odds. <laughs> um, do you want to go first or do you want me to kick it off? Yeah, I'll go first. Well, as you know, Diane, the Sony Open is, you know, sponsored by a Japanese company and the big three tournaments that um, that they watch the most, I'm talking about the Japanese viewer, the Masters is one, the Zozo is another, and the third one is the Hawaiian Open. Matsuyama has won all three of those, so he's the hero of all time. But there is a good Japanese player, and I've used this name before, and I'm going to have a crack at it again, Diane, well. Yuto Katsuyagawa. <laughs> I've got it now. Yuto Katsuyagawa is one of the superstars, up and rising superstar on the Japanese tour. One over there last year, a couple of second places, a couple of fourth place finishes. I think he finished second on the money list. Good putter. I saw um, our trusty producer put in all of his stats and he putts great. Um, you know, one of the tricks of playing in Japan is because they're on such small parcels of land, Diane. There's all these dog legs and there's grainy grass. They got koya grass over there that's very grainy, nasty. This won't be a problem for this young man. I'm putting him in there just because I want to see one of those young guys come from Japan and do well in the Sony Open. Yeah. The other one I'm watching, my friend Cole Hammer, 300 to 1, won the national championship at University of Texas, a member of my club. Sam and I play with him quite a bit here. He's now sort of getting his foot onto the tour, made the last two cuts that he's played in. He's a little fella. I shouldn't say that. Uh, not in a derogatory fashion. However, this course really suits Cole Hammer because there's about four or five or six dog leg lefts. He likes to draw the ball. He maybe got away from his game last year at University of Texas when he went trying to get a lot more length. Me and a lot of other people said, look, go back and play your game. Play your game. You're the size of that you are. Gary Player won the Grand Slam. He wasn't much bigger than you. So Cole Hammer, 300 to 1. Yudo Katsuyagawa, 250 to 1. I'm looking at both those guys as long shots this week, Diana. Amazing, amazing. And we saw Cole Hammer play well at the end of the season. In, was it at Mayakoba? Uh, no, he played well at uh, Sea Islands. And yeah. he played he played well on the longest, hardest course in Houston. So uh, starting to get used to being on tour, which is a key thing. And uh I'm looking for him to play well this week. Okay, right. Well, I have a YLI wild card this week at 250 to 1. And I have, well, all the information laid out in front of me, but a little bit of inside knowledge that I'm going to throw your way as well. Um, David Lingmurth, 250 to 1. Swedish guy who is experiencing a career revitalization right now. He almost lost his PGA Tour card and got it back when he won one of the events on the Corn Ferry Tour like finale season. So, you know, obviously that gives him a lifeline back on the PGA Tour and he's really making the most of it. It's amazing. He's finished within the top 11 three times already this season. A T8 at Mayakoba was definitely the highlight and he was really leading um, and, and right up there until the very end. Short, accurate hitter. So the course fits him to a T, but you talk about the importance of great putting. He is first in putting average on the PGA Tour right now. And this is where I'll give you the little bit of inside information. 
So he lives here in, um, in He Germany. has a weird grip or something well, with his putting too. Here you go. So he lives next to my brother in Pontevedra Beach. They're good friends. They play together a lot. Now, we have talked about Russell's problems and struggles with his putting for a while now. And Russell was playing around earlier, well, you know, kind of middle of last year, and he invented this new putting grip that he was like, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever done this before. I kind of have modified a few different things. I feel it works for me. They were playing together, and David Lingworth said to Russell, like, what are you doing? Let me, let me play around with this. Again, as soon as he started using this grip with a slight modification, he starts holding everything. So him, and which is ironic because Russell has never been a, a, a strong putter on the PGA Tour. It's starting to turn around a little bit now, but he really helped David Lingmurth with this new putting grip and he's first in putting average right now. So I just love the fact that, you know, and it's not just because it's Russell, but two PGA Tour pros playing together, you know, out with tournament just recreationally for fun and they are helping each other and look at Lingworth now so I just think it's amazing he's playing great he's got a boost of confidence obviously and at 250 to 1 on a course that really suits him and he's in great form I love it this week well that's excellent intel and and what happens with guys when they help another player when they with a grip or a grip change what it does when they when they I don't know what happened with your brother in Linmouth, but I'll tell you what happened with them. Once he showed him that grip, that what it did was it stabilised the face of whatever David was doing wrong, and then he was able to have the freedom to sort of hit the ball down the line. He didn't have to feel all this twisting. Every amateur, every pro, all of us, we all know what it feels like when you miss a putt and the face went over there and it should have went over there. But when, when these guys get a particular grip that gets the joints in line where there's no twist, they get very confident and it, it can change their whole career when they when they get something they can hang on to like that. Yeah. That's I mean, a good pick. Good yeah, and, and even Russell this week, I mean, we said that he loves the course. He's uh, around about 150 to one. He's been playing around. He's settled on putter and putting grip now. But I mean, he even got to the stage that he's using the longer putter and he couldn't get the exact height. He went into his garage and got a hacksaw and just was sawing parts of his putter to get it to the exact length that he wanted it. So it's, um, I mean, he even says it himself, it's all up here. I mean, and you know that better than anyone. But... It's all up here and it's all down there. And when they match up is what we're looking for. Yeah, and, and don't forget to tell your brother to make sure he brings you back now that you've got a child and, and oh, you're back to working out. You need the, the caramel covered chocolate macadamia nuts over there, Diane. You need your brother to bring you back a, a, a big box of those. Okay, I'll tell him. I'll ask him. Um, it's funny because I have a couple that I know, I know this girl in Glasgow in Scotland, they're on their honeymoon right now in Honolulu. And she messaged me and said, is there any chance you're out here for the tournament? And I'm like, no, 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 I wish I was. But um, I said, go, Russell can give you tickets. So they're going to go and cheer him on on Friday. And last night they were going to the mall in Honolulu to try and find anything that was Scotland related so they could hold up. <laughs> I, I said, you might just have to buy some blue Sharpies and A4 paper and draw some saltire flags because I don't think you're going to be able to buy anything Scottish in Hawaii, but you never know. So they're going to be out there cheering him on. And it's always easy to see the Scottish uh, people in the Hawaiian crowd, Diane. They're the ones that are bright red all over from being <laughs> on the beach for the last two weeks because they haven't seen the sun in two weeks. So they're always easy to find.
Well, this is the end of their honeymoon. And she was like, I don't know if I want to go to the golf because I want to leave by the pool. I'm like, no, you can walk around in the sunshine, have some cocktails. It's a great day out. <laughs> good good tip. Go. Right. Well, we've got our picks locked in for this week then. I am going with Brian Harmon at 25 to 1, Keith Mitchell at 40 to 1, and David Lingmurth at 250 to 1. Yes, and you can, you can read mine if you like. I've got them right here. I've got Tom Hoagie at 26 to 1. Uh, Yuto Katsuyagawa and Cole Hammer were my dark horses, 250 and 300. And my heart-throbbing uh, one to watch for you is Grayson Sig. Heart-throbbing for his first name only at 110 to 1, seventh best putter. Oh, amazing. Okay, well, I love this week and hopefully we're going to get a bit of excitement like we experienced last year with that Matsuyama-Russell Henley playoff and the stunning victory from Hideki. We haven't really talked about him and whether or not we think Hideki could go back-to-back -back at this tournament. Well, Hideki looked good last week. He looked like he struggled a little bit with his putting. Uh, he is a hot and cold player, as you know, although... When I say hot and cold, he's, he's been a prolific winner on the PGA Tour. It's just hard to tell with Hideki because he gets so frustrated with his putting. Remember when he won the Masters, he had a bunch of tees down on the green and he was working between the tees and all of that. I watched him miss a, a bunch of putts last week at Kapalua and I wondered if, hey, maybe he should go back to his little routine he had at the Masters with the tees. You get just a little bit tighter, but, uh, you know, he's always there. Uh, he's, you know, great champion. If I, if I won uh, I the Masters, I would do whatever I had done at Augusta National every week going forward. <laughs> like that, there would be no change. <laughs> I don't know if you were in SG Tour games last week. You might have been. You might have been so far down the board I didn't see you, but they'll be open again this week, Diane. I couldn't even crack a win with my uh, John Rahm team. There was a couple of other people must have watched the show and had him in their group. But I did pick up second place in the money grabber, which is the total amount of money won for the week because Ram won $2.7 million for first last week. Can you imagine that? Um, and, and just had a baby, another son not long ago too. I My picks were not good last week. We're just glossing over them a little bit. So that's fine. Whatever. Um, exciting Too time. emotional. The hormones are too high with you right now. It's too high. Well, I'm, I'm, we're settling down. I feel good about them this week. <laughs> So um, we're on the West Coast, two weeks in Hawaii. And then next week, it's off to California for the start of the West Coast Swing and the American Express in Palm Springs. Um, again, excellent tournament. Three course, it's three courses, isn't it? Or two? Three. three course rotation. I spoke to my friend Jason Duffner. He'll be starting his season there next week. He's going out there tomorrow to work, work his way around that course and get some, you know, it's been, the weather hasn't been so good in Alabama. So he'll be, He'll be tuning up. He needs to have a good season. He's been struggling, so let's see what he can do. Yeah, the weather isn't so good in California right now either, so um, we'll see what Palm Springs brings next week. Right, yes, we will. Thank you for watching the Tour Report, and yep, we'll be back with the podcast and with the show next week. And don't forget to play along on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. We have all of our games open. You can pick your four-ball team and go up against us. Podcast Network.